listeners, welcome to the Author Accountability Podcast. This is episode 24. I am Donna and with me here is Rian. Hello, hello. I am feeling very excitable today. <laughs> That's fine. Apparently so is Emily. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear, she's on her play mat here to the side of me. Um, but she has just had her bottle and so I think she might have a little bit of Yes, and she's also learned how to shriek recently, so. Yes, she definitely sounds as excitable as I am. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) she is, she's definitely on it today. Um, But let us dive right in, because I think we, we, we've got quite a a bit more of a personal um, topic to discuss today, and we've, and you short on time, my child is screeching at me, uno momento. (laughs) Ah, and such is the chaos of my life. But I'm back. Okay, so. <laughs> how, are you, how have you been doing? How are you feeling? Because last episode, you announced your pregnancy. You are with child. So, yes, yes, very doing? with child. I feel... Don't use very just... Words. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel very large. <laughs> oh, honey. I just feel very large it's just I know I know I I know in the beginning you kind of like I don't know about what you was but for my experience like I got really bloated really quickly and then almost like I deflated and then my bump started showing it was kind of bizarre yeah I kind of feel like I'm at that weird stage so trimester one is done I'm in trimester two Hmm. I'm not quite big enough for people to go oh, you're pregnant and you're quite obviously pregnant. Like someone at work yesterday, literally, I walked past them, they went, so you're pregnant then? I was like, <laughs> okay, that's one way to ask. <laughs> and they I obviously know exactly was like, how you look like, hey, they've obviously yeah. taken notes. Wow. I mean, I was like, I was like, well, I'm not fat, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel, because it's still like, it's still like quite, podgy and it's not Mm. quite hard yet although I do still I've gone into the I can't get comfortable stage Mm. so I bought a pregnancy pillow and I'm picking that up later I was just about to say get yourself a freaking pregnancy pillow I waited far too long Um, and in actual fact um Ricardo bought me one and because I was like no it's fine like like I'm not gonna spend money on a pillow I can just use regular pillows like and then you're like oh my lord why did I not get this before (laughs) this is amazing I I'm picking one up tomorrow uh, this afternoon in fact straight after this straight after this I'm going to Argos and picking up my pregnancy good (laughs) good good I'm so glad for you because I promise you that is a complete game changer it's because in the beginning like later on in pregnancy obviously it's the back pain the extra weight etc but like right now I mean I don't know what your experience was like but uh, my back started hurting right from the beginning and because you you, like everything is changing and like your joints suddenly like if you overextend it hurts and it's like oh no it's terrible that's terrible so what else what have you have you done anything I mean um well well no, not really. I mean, I did get asked to be part of uh, a short story anthology, which is shaping up to be one of the most fun things I've ever written in my life. That sounds um, so cool. Yeah, so I've kind of, so we all had to like pick a name from this name generator. 
the ones that came up when I put my name in were absolutely shocking. So I just went through until I found one that I liked. So my character is called Ella Shadowball, which I just think is a great name. Um, And yeah, so it's it's going well. Um, They've just extended the word count. So now I'm writing like another section, which is fun. Mm. Um, I'm doing it from another character's point of view. And yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I'm yes. very excited. Damn. And and I'm completely pantsing the story. So I've not outlined it. I don't really know what's going on. I'm just kind of going wherever these characters take me, which is even more fun to go back to where I started when I first started writing The Collective. Mm. Oh, living dangerously there, hey? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. Um, I don't. I, I am battling to remember how much of what has happened in the last month or so I divulged in the last episode, um, and I don't want to repeat. I want to say quite a bit. Let me. Yeah. Let's have a. Let's have a little gander, because I think I've already edited it. I think you. I think you said you were taking a break. Yeah. Because I said I was having a break as well, Mm. which I have had. I had an entire week off, which was strange. We got a a bit personal in the last episode as well, didn't we? Mm, Um, But that's fine. Yeah. So I think you said you were taking a break and that Mm. you were focusing on life, but also I vaguely remember you mentioning Project Revenge and Project Lock and Key. Yes. Yeah. And I did none of that. <laughs> Just skipping <laughs> ahead, I did none of that um, for 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 reason which which I'll go into a little bit later. But yeah, it should we then move swiftly forward because I, nothing else mm-hmm. really has happened in my life besides what I said in the last episode. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, although Ricardo went okay, um, went was it. The beginning was it the beginning of this week or was it last week? I don't know. Time has no meaning to me these days. Ricardo went to Joburg. Okay. Um, yes, I remember you telling me about that. Yes. So he went to go and look at the uh, kind of no. This is not for the funeral. This is now he had to deliver some paperwork for his father's estate because apparently there's no will, or at least nobody's been able to find a will. Oh. Yes. So um, anyway, it has just completely snowballed since then. Um, there is some questionable motives on multiple sides. And Ricardo, although going up there, did not um, want to get too involved, but kind of was a little bit skeptical as to how things were being handled because he didn't really know until he got there. Um, anyway, he got there and he was very uh, unpleasantly surprised um, about stuff that had been done, things that had been moved around, which I'm pretty sure state law is pretty much the same all over the world where you're not supposed to remove things or touch things before the estate is wound up correctly. Long story short, stuff's been happening when it shouldn't be happening. And Ah. Yes, and so Ricardo's now unfortunately had to get very involved in the process and um, is, as we speak, trying to get himself appointed as executor so he can actually make sure that things are done correctly. Yeah. So, yes, mm. it's, and, and, and it's, it's a lot more nuanced than that. There's, um, because 
Ricardo's grandparents recently passed away. There's like an inheritance situation, but I'm not going to go into that because it's still ongoing and I don't want to, I don't want to do anything unknowingly illegal. <laughs> I don't want to say anything that's going to make us, that's going to make trouble. But um, yeah, basically there's a lot going on at the moment on that side, which of course puts everybody in the strain. But besides that, let's think about something more interesting, which is our works in progress. Did we complete our tasks? What went well, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, because we I recorded the last episode downstairs, I don't actually know where I wrote down what I was supposed to do. So I do not know if I completed what I was supposed to do. No, I don't. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, whatever it was that I was supposed to do, I didn't do it. <laughs> well, shame on you. I uh, know I didn't do it. Um, I think one of the things I was supposed to do was to start writing Fiona's novella, which I did. I've written 2000 oh, okay. words. Well, that's good. That's good. Oh, wait, I didn't, I didn't mention that I've launched a blog. Because I, I, I mentioned it on my Instagram. I, I don't even know if I mentioned it to you, to be honest. No, you've blindsided me with this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's something that's kind of happened very slowly, but all at once at the same time. I know that sounds weird. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned to you that Cam did some branding for me, just like out of the blue. We were talking about it. Like she and I were just talking about kind of spitballing a bit. Um, and mm-hmm. she just randomly sent me a little bit of like branding, not, not nothing fancy, just a, um, kind of a logo or two that, which are beautiful, by the way, they're on my Instagram for anyone who's listening. Um, and if anyone wants to get their own logos, if you go to my website and go to the tools page, she's under, uh, she's rightly owl now, yes. isn't she, when she's doing her thing. Yeah. Yeah. The link's there if you want to go and get some. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's brilliant. She, she really is. Her work is, is stunning. She did um my branding I believe she's done work for you as well before um although I think it's not the current branding that you're using but in the past you you have used it um and she is she's very good she's very professional and we adore her so yes go look at go look and tell tell her that we sent you but what was I saying now oh yes so she sent you you started a blog yes so so I've started a (laughs) blog um which uh the first proper post is going to be going up in the next few days um it's the july blog post and um, there is already an introduction there it's oh it's on my website sorry uh, you can find it donna.olivera.com there's a tab the blog is called luna q3 which is a a name that cam actually came up with um lots of lots, lots of mentions of cam here but um yeah so if we you, love you cam yeah <laughs> <laughs> insert applause <laughs> um, yeah so it's just all about being a work from home parent writer and stuff so yeah the first blog post that I'm going to be putting up is basically just my, my pregnancy and birth story with M just kind of I thought it'd be a nice thing to start with can people get to know me a little bit and yeah so that's going up soon soon and besides actually working on that post I haven't really like I said done very much so but I do intend to do some other things which is the next thing that we should roll around to what tasks are you setting for yourself I feel like you should go first as you did not complete anything 
Yes. Well, okay. Wait. Let me look, let me open my diary. <laughs> <laughs> let me open my diary. Okay. So I do need to do some work on some Instagram posts because I don't have any scheduled for August. So that needs to be done at some stage. Um, and as with last time, I'm going to carry forward working on my character profiles and just carrying on with some general, um, just like easier, more fun book work. I like how, how vague you have made that. Yes, I know. It's increasingly vague. And the reason I'm being increasingly vague is so I don't feel like an utter nana every time I have to say, well, I'm going to but uh, okay, yeah, I will. I will talk more on on like I said on on our subject later on, and I just feel it's an appropriate subject. But anyway, oh wait, did you listen to a podcast? Yes. So did I this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I listened to an episode of the Unstoppable Authors. Let me get the name of it. It was the one with. No, I lie. It was the Rebel Author Podcast, the one with Angeline Travana from The Unstoppable Authors. Um, so it's called How to Create a Magic System with Angeline Travana. It's on the Rebel Author Podcast. It's episode 94. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I listened to it twice because there was so much information there. Like, That's it blew my mind. And I have so many ideas for my next series. It's, it's amazing. Exciting. I'm a, I think I need to. I need to. You know, see, that's, I think... Yes, before I get on to that. Sorry, I keep my brain keeps jumping ahead and I'm like, no, Donna, follow the process. Follow the process. Don't jump around. I, wa- I watched. I listened to Next Level Authors with Dan and Sasha. I thought, yeah, you, know, you, you raved about it and I've never listened to it before. So I watched the, f- uh, listen to me, I watched, I listened to the first episode, which is what does success mean to you? And I must say, Oh, it hit home, eh? It it, well, mm-hmm. it hit home. It really did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I must say that that whole thing about you need to know where you're going. You need to know what success means to you. You need to kind of figure those things out. Else, you don't know what like what, what are you working for. Mm. So that was that was very good and and very kind of interesting and in in some respects actually inspired the subject that I have put down for today um but before we do that um is there any other appointments and such that you've got to sort out in the next couple of weeks so uh, for for the next two weeks i am planning there's a lot of personal stuff in there so next weekend i am hosting a festival themed garden hen party for my friend yes and then on the Sunday we're doing some other hen party things which will be quite fun mm-hmm. um then the weekend after that so I think we record the day before um I'm going to a wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so my plan is to write 2,000 words of novella three and finish my flash fiction for myself um well I, I foresee that I'm not going to get much <laughs> I'm not going to get much done because of that. <laughs> um, shame. Um, Emily is going to be going through like a mental leap 
I've, I've spoken about these before in the podcast. And um, so she's going to be incredibly fussy, but I'm going to do my best. I'm probably going to be doing a lot of work in the evenings. Um, I also have a sewing lesson next Tuesday. Yes, I have a sewing okay. machine. <laughs> a friend of mine, because um, while we, all the riots and the looting and the situations, I've been watching a lot of YouTube on like, youtubers who recreate like historical clothing and i find it very mm-hmm. very interesting and like this whole concept of actually making clothes that is designed for you and so like it fits properly and also you know reduce reuse recycle all of that so i thought ah oh, you know i'll get a sewing machine just to faff around with a little bit you know and i found one that was on special and we ordered it and bought it and yeah so that's so I'm I'm basically just spending a couple hours with a friend um who is who has been sewing for many many years and she's going to give me some tips and tricks and yeah and then I have an appointment with my OBGYN to check on all the things and besides that nothing really else no nothing appointment wise that I've got going on just yeah so shall we move swiftly along to the fun stuff because i actually have something to add this time (laughs) so um ricardo and i have been watching survivor south africa which is it's it i hate to say it but it's so often when south africa tries to do their version of these kind of international shows that don't always turn out very well but this one is not too bad I ain't gonna lie it's a survivor South Africa community island and um the first tribal after merge was like freaking heck like they were like three hidden immunity idols all played and there was another um like tribal insurance stealing votes like like it all happened in the first vote (laughs) like after the merge which is so interesting because now obviously all those things are now back in play so it's very very interesting like nobody kept anything under their shirt during (laughs) during that that travel so it's going to be very interesting to see who finds these things as as the as it all progresses but yeah so i've been we've been watching survivor south africa which obviously is only coming out every week which is is an experience that I never really got to experience like as a child you know like waiting for tv shows because by the time I made it into an adult streaming like was a thing and you know you have things on memory stick and so I never really had that experience you know like of waiting for a show to be aired and this it's actually really exciting (laughs) it's nice to like set the time aside and you sit and you watch the show like at the same time every week it's actually quite nice in terms of reading, nothing else except for this this book. It's weaning, weaning. sense because Emily needs to start on solid soon. And I'm about 70% sure that she's going to start teething in the next month as well. Um, she's been doing a lot of chomping on things recently. So, yes, um, that is a whole other situation. Let me tell you. <laughs> It is a freaking minefield, but I don't know what kind of style of parenting you and Ian have been thinking about or chatting about, but I do. We haven't. 
<laughs> I highly do recommend this this book. I'm about halfway through, or most like the second half is mainly recipes, so I'm pretty much finished with it now. For for any parents listening, I do recommend it. But yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing really else. No, I've not really been reading much apart from my own book because I've been proofreading it again just to make <laughs> sure that it is it is as good as it could be before publishing next week. Well, not next week, the like a, the 12th, the 12th of August. So yes. by the time you're listening to this, listeners, my book will be out. Please go and read it. Have fun. I have found some really ridiculous things that have managed to slip past editing. Um, so I've, <laughs> I found double full stops. Oh. Um, no, yeah, no. Um, where I've edited someone's speech and then I forgot to like put the opening speech marks. Oh, like God. just really silly things. Yeah. I haven't really changed much story-wise or words-wise. Um, mm. I did also go through and make sure that all of my names were spelt correctly the whole way through the book. Mm. The Your Majesty and Your Highnesses were capitalised. Mm. Um, there were a lot where I was like, some were capitalised and some weren't, so I made sure they all were. Um, and yeah, just like, just like last-minute things that you just worry about before publishing. Yeah. I got you. I'm Thank sure you. once I actually hit publish, there will still be some, but you know what? <laughs> it's one None of those things. It's a, it's a product of humans and humans are flawed. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do our best, but we can't, we can't catch everything. Should we move on to our topic for the day, which is uh, kind of a bit of a last minute topic, but I think quite um, poignant for the time of our lives that we're both in which is just a reflection and a reset of what's going on. You know, you, you're pregnant, you're now embarking on this new journey, you're making adjustments, you will be making adjustments in the near future, a lot more of them. I've kind of just gone through this very uh, tumultuous time where, you know, also adjusting and Emma's is doing her thing. <laughs> um, and so I'm just still trying to find my feet with, with the whole momming and working at the same time kind of thing. And so I think it's it's a good time for us to just have a little bit of a reflection and, and kind of move forward and, and see what we can do better, perhaps maybe things that we used to do that maybe perhaps don't work anymore and maybe it's time to change them. Um, it's not exactly writing related, although that is part of it, but I thought it would be a good time, you know, given given what's going on in our lives. So Let's, let's start with, with part one, which is reflection. What, what do you mm -hmm. think, let, let, let's say the last, I don't know, two year and a half, two years, do you feel like there's anything that perhaps you used to do that you've changed now and that it, it no longer works for you? Something that used to be like a, a keystone in your life that you've changed now that doesn't work for you anymore? Um, I don't know, because I've made lots of changes in the past two years. I mean, I changed my job. I've changed my routines more times than I can count. I've tried to start eating healthily and failed. I, you know, I've, I've tried loads of things and I still don't think I'm in a place where I can go, this 100% this works for me. I'm still at a stage where, you know, and then to throw in the fact that I'm, now pregnant and my life is going to change exponentially um I just think 
for me, I'm still on the discovery stage of what is going to work for me and what is, you know, what I should be doing with my routines and stuff. So it's, yeah, I just, I don't really have an answer to that question. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think it is, it's difficult to kind of quantify change in your life because as you said, you know, you change and you change back and then you change something else and then you, um, <laughs> then you pivot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been watching a lot. Someone's of- been watching a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I've been doing that a lot. Just, just keep pivoting and, and changing. And for myself, there is a lot of very big life stuff that has happened in a very short period of time you know um so November uh, October 2019 um I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast but you know you're aware of it but I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the podcast October 2019 I had a miscarriage and then the next year just um we had some family stuff Ricardo's pretty much his whole family immigrated there was some um, unfortunate kind of stuff that happened between them at that time. Um, and then last year I got pregnant and, and everything is kind of, yeah, this year. I mean, everybody complained about how bad 2020 was. Like for us, 2021 has been 10 times worse. In actual fact, 2020 was like a stroll in the park <laughs> compared to this year. I mean, wow. it was like lo- last year for us was, you know, during hard lockdown, we had a good time. We started a vegetable garden. We spent time together just, you know, chilling kind of, you know, we we started walking every morning, the two of us, you know, and we we, we kind of... I suppose you could call that like our calm before the storm. It was, yeah. And this year, I mean, as as we all know by now, I was in hospital in January. M was born in February, March, April, May has just kind of been periods of adjustment. Also readjusting now with the new family situation where Ricardo reconnected with his father. And then now June was just June (laughs) and this 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 month July for us well basically from the end of June to present has been a complete storm (laughs) like uh, I mean I'm not going to repeat all of what I said on the last episode but it yeah it has been it's been a lot and I felt kind of like I just need some time and space to take a breath and to reassess what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and what is actually the best way forward. It's also, for me, I feel like reflecting on what we've all gone through, I feel like I need to be a lot more intentional about my happiness now more than, e- more than ever, which, you know, it's, it's tough, but it's one of those things. Um, mm. It's one of those things that are very important. So... Yeah, I think we're both going through a lot of changes. But I think the big question is where to from here, like in, in life in general and 
kind of with our writing, is there anything that you plan to tackle differently once Bubs arrives? Or, you know, what, what, what do you see for yourself for the future? How are you going to try and, like you said, reach a place where you're happy with your routine? Yeah, I mean, I think anything that I try and plan now is going to go straight out the window once the baby arrives. Wise words. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I feel like even though I want to have some idea of what's possible and what I would like to do during my nine months of maternity leave from my full-time job, I don't know if it's going to work out that way because I don't know mm. if I'm going to have one of those angel babies that sleeps all the way through the night. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to have a baby who's really fussy and needs more attention than, you know, other babies like because you just don't know until you're in that situation so as much as I would like to think you know I'm going to be one of those mums who's really organized you know when the baby's asleep I'm going to do loads of writing and loads of learning and just you won't (laughs) yeah I won't I won't and I know I won't so I don't I you know that's what I want to do that's like my plan but I just think that executing it is going to be a very different story Mm, no no I, I I know and and I can I can freely say learn from my <laughs> learn from my <laughs> experience I, I'm more than happy to 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 be the bad example <laughs> of, of um how what not to do um but I think in in I don't know if it's a good thing like or a bad thing or whether it's it would be easier for you or, or more difficult for you but you've got a very clearly defined maternity leave, which nine months, by the way, that is excellent. Excellent. Big ups to your company. That's amazing. Well, well, I only get six weeks of my salary. Oh, okay. And the rest of it is, (laughs) yeah, the rest of it is statutory maternity pay, which I think is like 150 pounds a week. Yeah. But will you, will you, do, can you rely on actually receiving that money? Because I still haven't gotten a cent of my maternity yes. money from. Yeah, no, it will, yeah. it will, it, it, yes, it is guaranteed. Okay. Well, you're lucky because I still have not gotten a cent from the government. I haven't gotten any maternity oh, okay. money from the government. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not holding my breath, to be honest. It would oh, be very nice. <laughs> it would be very nice, you know, because I am employed by Ricardo's company and therefore I am entitled. We pay UIF, uh, sorry, unemployment. UIF, it kind of uh, encompasses the maternity leave, disability and, and all of that in our country. Yeah. Um, so uh, it would be nice to receive that money because we have been paying it for me, for my employment. But uh yeah, like I said, not holding my breath. As I was trying to say before I got so sidetracked, it's, it's nice that you have like a set time that you can just focus on being a mum, which is amazing, which I think for me, I should have done that. I should have just said from this date to this date, I'm focusing just being a mum and being very generous with myself and my time instead of trying to hop back back right on the horse as soon as I thought I was ready. Um, I -hmm. feel like I should have just said, okay, I'm going to give myself nine months. And I think just to dive a little bit deeper in here (laughs) into my psyche, I think it was because I was so terrified that I would get so consumed by being a mom that I would just push everything else to the side, um, which I acknowledge that about myself. I know that I am one of those people who 
um, if I do something, I want to fully commit. And so um, I didn't want to lose track of who I was and my dreams. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, she's agreeing. She goes, no, you mustn't do that. You mustn't. Um, and, uh, you know, because I don't want to turn into a bitter old woman who who makes her children feel feel bad for existing, you know? Yeah. So that that's, for me, that's the thing. And, and it's something that also in my, I suppose you could call him weaker moments. Um, I've kind of been like, well, maybe I just should. Maybe I should just put everything on the shelf until she goes to school and, and I, I know that I've, I've got my time back. But in the, in the same breath, I've had to tell myself, you know, and remind myself that without my dreams and without my goals, I am no longer myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons that I have those dreams and goals is because I want to show her that if you put your mind to something, you can do it and you must chase your dreams and you must, you know, do your best to have the life that you want to have. And so if I don't do those things, then I'm not the mother that she needs. Does that make sense? <laughs> so that I feel like it is. And, and it, uh, so th- this is a subject that I do want to go into more depth in, on my blog at some point. You don't have to sacrifice yourself on the altar of motherhood. Gone are the days where being a mother and a wife is all women wanted. I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with just wanting to be a wife and a mother or just being a wife and a mother. But the vast majority of women these days, that is not all they want. That is not all they aspire to be. They, they, they want stuff outside of that, which is fine too. And I think if you are one of those people who wants who has goals outside of domestic life, I think you need to hold on to those things. And I know for myself, it, it helps me have a sense of uh, self because I'm then not just living my life in service of other people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so sense. I think for my part B, my reset, what I need to do is find a way to prioritize my own dreams and goals and writing essentially but not at the detriment of my daughter so it is it's 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 a difficult balancing act and it always will be uh but i need to do those i need to do these things to set a good example for her and and i think that's important so yeah i will i'll stop rambling now (laughs) No, but it is it is important and I feel like I feel like you know this this is 100% relatable to writers who who don't have children who you know don't have any other thing to take their time away Mm. like if if being a writer is what you want to do and you're not doing it then you're not being true to who you are I mean even if you write for 10 minutes a day because you've got a full-time job or you know you care for a, a relative or whatever mm. those 10 minutes a day are yours mm. yeah that, that that's basically that's it is it's you need to reclaim stuff reclaim things in your life that bring you joy and mm. 
it's difficult sometimes because I, I always kind of knew that I wanted to make space for my own <laughs> my own stuff within the life of being a mother what I did not foresee was the guilt I would feel in doing it it's 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 difficult because if M is awake I feel like my attention needs to be with her and yes. even when she's asleep I'm constantly my ear is there you can't see it's out of frame nobody can see <laughs> but where I'm pointing is to her bedroom door um my ear is there um and I and I feel so guilty because and this was really bad and luckily it wasn't too awful because right in the very beginning when they're little all they when they're awake all they really do is just lie there they don't really <laughs> not like doing anything you know like you can talk to them and interact with them but they're not really giving you anything back they're still just discovering how to breathe so in the beginning it wasn't too bad but I used to right in the beginning this is going to sound I'm going to sound like an awful mother here I used to forget she was there I would sit down and start working on something and the two hours would have passed and I used to go oh, is she okay and oh. and I would look over and she was sleeping and she was fine. I mean, she was fine. I was there. I was present. I was in the room at all times. So if anything was to happen, I was there. I obviously would have noticed. But I mean, in the beginning, she was so quiet and so just a sleepy, sleepy baby that she like, besides her feed times, there wasn't much for me to do. And so now that she's a lot more interactive, it's a lot more difficult for me to just zone out, obviously. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to zone her out. Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where I've come to the realization that for me to get around this issue of guilt what I need to do is I need to have work time and I need to have baby time and so yes. when she's awake and she's there and she wants stuff needs stuff needs to be fed needs to be entertained I must be with her she must be my focus and then when she sleeps or maybe if she's perhaps gone out with Ricardo, she's not, doesn't need immediate attention. That is then my time. So it's, it hasn't worked out very well recently because she hasn't been sleeping, napping very well during the day. But mm -hmm. my, that's what is my goal. My goal is to get her to have a few good solid naps during the day so I can kind of reclaim a bit of time to work on the things that bring me joy and I'm not saying that she doesn't bring me joy because she very much does but it's a different kind of joy um, and a different kind of uh, feeling of success uh, when you do something a project for yourself and for your own reasons rather than the joy mm -hmm. of raising a human <laughs> so yeah. yeah that is that's kind of what I've got to say that I feel like going forward I need to basically just in my heart and in my head reconcile this idea of being a mother and also being myself yeah and I, I think that is the only thing that that people can do you know mm. not just writers but, but but people in general you need to find the joy in your life and the things that give you joy to allow you to have a life filled with joy mm. exactly. you know and if if joy for you is 
every Friday night you sit down and watch a TV show with people that you love, then that's what you do. If it's, you know, every Tuesday you go and see a friend and you have coffee or dinner or just go around for, you know, to your friend's house and have a cup of tea and a catch up, then then that you should do that because it brings you joy. Mm. No, I, I, I think part of it also is that I started to once again think of my writing as work and not just as something we've spoken about this on the podcast before is reframing things so that they don't feel so taxing and it's it's interesting how when you have a child all of a sudden certain decisions become very easy and other decisions become very difficult so right now it's easy for me to say Yes, it's easy for me to say that's not important right now. Right now, M is important. But it's also very difficult for me to look at my life as a whole and say, actually, something is lacking. Because it it does, it feels incredibly, like, it feels horrible to say that because I have everything that I could possibly want. I have a beautiful daughter. I have a lovely, a loving husband. I work from home. But the actual setup of the of the way I'm living my life is not conducive to the way I, it's not what I want it to be. So it is, you, you know, in, I think the thing is a lot of the time people are afraid to make changes, you know, whether they're good or bad remains to be seen. But I think if anyone can take anything away from from this mess back and forth of a podcast is just. Don't be afraid to make changes. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Don't be afraid to make changes. And that can be applied in life and with your writing. Like if you're writing something and you feel joy or passion or anything from it, don't be afraid to shelve it and try something else. Mm. Like, I, I mean, I can speak from experience because when I was writing The Collective, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. But then I started writing The Kane Saga and I loved that more. Mm. which is why I've shelved the collective because originally it was going to be five books long but I ended it at three because my passion and my focus and my joy was in the fantasy stuff it was in the Kane saga it's in Project Keridan those are the things that I want to do because those are the things that excite me Mm. Mm. and you know it was yeah of course it was scary to you know suddenly end a five book series in my head at book three but Mm. I feel like I've given the Kane saga and those books the love and attention that they needed to be the best product that they could be mm-hmm. no I agree with you and and I think in in that vein sometimes it's like but I've done so much work I don't yeah. want it to be for nothing you know mm-hmm. and 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 there's this concept as well because like if I think of NTN that is a lot of years. That's a lot of brain space. If I had to shelve that now, which for the record, I don't intend to do, it is kind of on the back burner, but it is still very much in the forefront of my mind. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to shelve that now, I'd be devastated, even if it yeah. was the right thing to do, you know, yeah. for myself. No, and, and I felt exactly the same. So when I had this like epiphany and emotional breakdown back in, I think it was like April, March, April time where I was like, I don't feel like Little Novelist is giving me joy. It feels like a chore. I don't feel like I'm benefiting anyone. Um, And I went through like 
three weekends of just like crying and speaking to people and not knowing what to do even my husband was like just take a second slow down and think about what it is that makes you happy and if it doesn't make you happy anymore then don't do it Mm. and it was that and I had a conversation with another writer um Holly who was going through the same thing which Mm. was obviously not nice to be going through the same thing because it was a horrible thing to go through but also nice that I had somebody who was going through the same thing so knew exactly what I was feeling Um, and we both we both came to the same realization although we love being involved in the writing community and we love helping people we wanted and felt like the need to write stories and the need to write books and the write our characters and be that side of things mm. was a lot greater than the other. Yeah. So that's why I ended up very, very slowly deleting Little Novelist. Like mm. it's it's gone. I mean, I still have all of the the blog posts that I wrote, um, but but you can't access them anymore. Like they're they're gone from public eye which is still sad, but I know that I've made the right decision for me to focus on the things that make me happy, which is writing stories. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go from all the stuff and you need to just distill it down. And uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this, I probably have, but every year I choose a word, which is kind of my theme for the year. And Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed to say that this year, many, many times I have lost sight of my theme for this year, which is simplicity. I have been very much caught up in the right way to do things, especially with parenting, the right way to do things with my books. I've been like, I need to do a lot and I need to do it often. And I need to make sure that I am constantly working on my projects. And I've forgotten that you know, sometimes it's okay to focus on a different part of your life. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to shift your focus a little bit because you need to just take a breath and focus on the the core of things sometimes. And the, the simple, the simplicity of sitting with M while she sleeps instead of rushing to put her down so I can get some work done. You know, the, and the simplicity of just enjoying spending the evening with my husband, connecting with him in our relationship, as opposed to leaving him to watch a program while I work on my book. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, it, sometimes it's okay for a period of time, whether it's a week, a month, a year of I don't know if you heard that burp. I apologize. I did. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was M. <laughs> she she's currently sitting on my lap for, for the listeners who can't see. I had to pick her up. She, she, she had a, a wind caught. Sometimes it's okay to just be like, okay, that is still important to me. It is still there. But right now, this needs my immediate attention. And yeah, I think it's, it's important to not feel like you've failed if you yes. put something just aside for a little bit because mm-hmm. I think our society these days is constantly promoting this work hard work hard work hard hustle 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 get it done get it done kind of attitude that it's it, it makes you feel kind of like you should be doing more you, you should be doing everything all at the same time and 
that is not sustainable. It's it's no. so unsustainable and it's and it's I would even say damaging even to try and do everything all at once all at the same time. Like it's terrible. Like <laughs> who came up with this model? I need to kick them in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that is is that is everything you just said in a nutshell encompasses what we've both come to believe about life. Mm. Just to kind of wrap things up, I think if anyone listening is feeling overwhelmed by life, is feeling chronically fatigued and tired and just like, if, if you say more than once a week, damn, I need a holiday. You need to, you need to reassess what's going on. You, you need yeah. to take a breath. You need to cut some stuff away, as awful as I might seem. And you need to just restructure because it's for your benefit at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that should be our task. I think our, our homework should be for the listeners to pick one thing in your life that no longer brings you joy, that you are just doing, that you're just going through the motions. Pick something that doesn't work for you anymore and cut it out. Yes, yes. Do that and comment on the Instagram post, which is going live at some point today mm. um comment with the one thing that you have decided to cut out because it no longer brings you joy and we are both going to do the same thing and it will be in that post as well so you will know what we have cut out of our lives too 100 percent. so i think we i think that's it we need to wrap this swiftly up so you can get go and get your pregnancy pillow <laughs> i'm all for you on that one girl i'm all for you on that one <laughs> But thank you so much for listening, everyone. And yeah, live a happy life and do it on purpose. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.